Hey guys, welcome to the Behavior Tech's Anonymous podcast. I am your host, Ms. Ashley, and I'm a behavior tech. Let's reinforce some of my behaviors. Thank you for joining me for our very first meeting of Behavior Text Anonymous. I am your sponsor, Miss Ashley, and I'm very excited to begin this journey with you. All right, so before we get started, raise your hand if you are already a behavior technician. Okay, now put your hands down because I cannot see you. And if by some chance you did not have your hand up, that is okay. All are welcome. As Behavior Text Anonymous is all inclusive, which means that anybody is welcome to come join us. In fact, I encourage it. So anyway, what even is Behavior Text Anonymous? Behavior Text Anonymous is my new podcast for behavior technicians. I felt like there was a missing part in the behavior community where behavior technicians were put on the back burner, despite also being called the backbone of ABA. So I'm hoping that this helps to put a little dent in that wall and to kind of open a pathway for us to get our voice out. Within this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my experiences, bringing on some friends and former colleagues to share their own experiences and to get some input from other behavior technicians. And the best part is every single episode is going to be centered around behavior technicians, not BCBAs, not parents, not teachers, not community members, not anybody else that you can think of, just behavior technicians. Are all of those a part of being a behavior technician? Yes. We will talk about that, but only with behavior technicians at the forefront of the conversation because we are important and it is about time that we start acting like it because we are ABA. We are the future. And who follows the BIPs? We do. Who gets a lot of the brunt of our clients' aggressions? We do. Who gets yelled at more often by the parents? We do. Who gets the strangest looks when we're out in the community and our client is screaming and we're just standing there staring at them? We do. So I will be sharing my stories all about that, getting stories from other people and anonymous messages from people like you, while also following the guidelines of HIPAA and the BACB, because that is the most important thing. Because I'm not risking my certification for you guys just to be spewing everybody's business everywhere. I'm not going to be doing that. Which brings me to this next point. You guys are probably hearing me saying behavior technician a lot instead of registered behavior technician. And that is because registered behavior technician and RBT are licensed by the BACB. So you are going to hear me say behavior technician instead of RBT and behavior analyst instead of BCBA because they also own that acronym as well. So please just keep that in mind moving forward that I am a registered behavior technician but I will be just referring to myself as a behavior technician, which I think anyway is just a good term so that we can all just kind of be lumped in together because I am going to go ahead and assume that there are behavior technicians listening, behavior technicians who are certified, behavior therapists, paraprofessionals that have to have special training. So again, all are welcome, all are considered behavior technicians in my eyes and in my heart. And much like during COVID, We are all in this together. Speaking of COVID, let's talk about my experience as a behavior technician. I actually started in 2019, right before the pandemic. So I went and I did all my stuff. I got my certification. And then right after that, boom, 
global shutdown. And the place that I had worked at trained me pretty well during my 40 hour training prior to that even happening, but I was still a very new RBT. Like I had had my certification for a month, if that, honestly. And I was very nervous because immediately after that, you know, the shutdown and then the place that I had worked at had asked if anybody would be interested in doing in-home therapy during the pandemic. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it because I don't know. I wanted to do it. I had worked this hard to get my 40 hour certification. And then for what? Just have to sit home for months and months and months on end. No, I wanted to work. And so I did. I went in home with the family. And then that was also a huge learning curve for me because I was, again, a brand new RBT in an environment where I didn't think I would have to be in because prior to that, most of the whole clinic was in the clinic and not in home. So I had to like almost teach myself ABA through the in-home experience. And my behavior analyst was wonderful, but again, I could only really see her through my phone or through my iPad, which is honestly kind of hard to do for supervision when you're brand new and you're running around with your phone so that your behavior analyst can see like what your client is doing. From the clinic, I got a job as a behavior technician in a public school system which I love very, very much. I'm a big fan of the school environment, and I think that other people should give it a more of a chance. A lot of people don't like it because it is like a least restrictive environment where you can't really manipulate a whole lot, but I think it's great. Prior to that, to even being an ABA, I had worked in childcare, so preschools and daycares and stuff like that, where I was kind of doing ABA before I even knew what ABA was. And I did that for five or six years. I don't even know how old I am or how long I did that for. But I did it for a while. And I actually went to school for early childhood education. And I kind of got the background from there on child development, early interventions, what to do, what not to do. And that's where I got introduced to my love for working with children and kind of getting a passion for their growth and development. While I was working at one of those daycares is when one of my coworkers had decided she had had enough of childcare and she went and explored ABA at a clinic and she was like, Ashley, you have to come, you have to come. And I was like, no, I've never worked with kids with autism before or any of them that weren't neurotypical. I won't do a good job. I don't know what to do. I don't know these kids. And she's like, well, we'll train you. And I said, I don't care. And I didn't care at all. I felt like that she was just trying to trick me into coming to work somewhere that was low staffed and like that's what I was scared of and I'm sure that if I told her that now she would just laugh in my face because that was not the case at all but I had a really good time and I'm really glad that I eventually caved in and was worn down and went over to the clinic because it honestly changed my life. So if you came here hoping to get just like a little bit of insight I hope that that kind of opens up your mind and give you some confidence that I'm sitting here making this podcast and way back when I first started I was too scared to even do it for over a year and if my socially awkward self can convince myself to do something like this then I believe in you and you should believe in you too because it is a really great field and you do make a lot of difference in everybody's lives when you do it it's super rewarding I'm a big fan yada 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 All right, so to kind of give you some insight on what we're going to be talking about in like future episodes of the podcast, I do have a lot of things lined up and not all of them are just going to be me yammering at you. We are going to have other people on here, other um, behavior technicians, some behavior analysts, people who know me that are not familiar with the behavior field at all are going to be here to kind of give their insight 
and share with everybody what it's like to be around somebody who is so amazing as a behavior technician as me. So I hope you guys are really looking forward to that. And then just some future topics are going to be just like the basics, like like how to maintain your mental health, what it's like in different settings, um, your behavior analyst is being a jerk and you don't know what to do, stuff like that. And you know, I'm going to be learning too because I do have friends and colleagues that have experiences that I don't have. Like I don't have experience with anybody over the age of 12. But I do have people in my life that have worked with teenagers and adults, and I'm very excited to hear about their experiences and to learn from them and to get some insight and to hope maybe in the future that I will get that chance to do all of these great things with all of these great ages. I personally do have a good set of experience both with the early intervention and like extreme behavior management. I do prefer the extreme behavior management over the early intervention just because it's more exciting and I feel like I'm making more of a difference, even though that's not true. Um, you would be making the same amount of difference no matter what. Everybody's different. Everybody needs different things. But I just prefer like really helping the people that are like, help me, this kid's trying to kill me. It really uh, keeps me going. But honestly, it's probably just aged me. I'm 27 and I was told I think I have a gray hair. So that's fun for me to think about. But anyway, I now kind of want to go over what this podcast is not going to be. So just to keep in my scope of being a behavior technician, I will not be going over any kind of VIPs. If you send them to me and you're like, what do I do with this? I cannot help you. I cannot change it. I cannot advise you to change it. And you should not be asking anybody but the behavior analyst who wrote it to be doing such things. Um, if you do, you can get yourself in trouble. I'm pretty sure you can get your behavior analyst in trouble. And if anybody answers, they can also get in trouble. Now, what's that mean? Um, they can lose their certification. Everybody involved can lose their certification. There could be jail time and fines and things like that from the BACB and from HIPAA because sharing a BIP is sharing like a piece of their medical information. And you wouldn't want that to happen to you, so please don't do it to anybody else, even if they are a two-year-old who just drools and tries to bite you. I will be going over some aspects of the competency that is provided by the BACB. However, I'm not going to hopefully dedicate a whole episode to just going over it and what it is and the blank definitions for it. Like, I can only talk about all the differential reinforcements so much probably one time. I could probably talk about them one time, maybe two times if a guest brings it up, but I cannot just sit here and just be like DRO, DRA, DRI, DRL, DRH. See, you're already bored listening to me do it. I'm bored saying it. And I don't really want to do that too much. I would really like to stick to like the emotional and social side of being a behavior technician, as that's the part that's kind of neglected a lot. I neglected it for myself for a very long time. And I started not to neglect it, and that's pretty much what brought me here. So if you originally like tuned in because you needed um, like study cheat sheets and exam material, and you were hoping that I could help you study, I mean, you probably could find some bits and pieces later on in different episodes, but I don't think there's going to be one whole complete episode that kind of goes over that. Um, we are going to talk about how to do it through the certification process and what it means to become certified, but we aren't 
I really don't want to go over the competency. Please don't make me go over the whole competency. If enough people request it, I will, but I really don't want to. Now, that being said, I don't want to go over it on the podcast, but if you do have competency questions or you really do need tips and tricks on the competency, you are free to message me, email me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, so feel free to reach out and I can do my best to help you. I've done that for other behavior technicians in the past. I can do it for you. I am not an expert. I'm not saying that you will definitely pass and I am not charging you. I want to make that very clear in case anybody from the BACB is listening. Hello, I'm not charging anybody. My services are free. Please don't come for me. But I am very dedicated into making sure that you can be the best BT that you can be. And I just want you to feel like you have at least somebody supporting through all this, if nothing else. So do please feel to like reach out to me if you do have any questions on it. And if it's out of your comfort zone, just Kind of remember that I am extremely socially awkward myself and honestly riddled with anxiety. So please don't think that you're going to reach out to me and I'm just going to hate on you for asking a question that maybe I've answered or that you've asked somebody a hundred times and you're just not understanding it. I have had to do a lot of growing myself and to be able to teach and coach other people how to do it. And I'm still learning and I'm still practicing and I hope for the rest of my life that I am continuing to learn and be better at it. If there ever comes a point in time in my life where I'm like, no, I've learned all I can do, then I am going to be very disappointed in myself because I know that learning is not discontinuous. It is a continuous thing that everybody needs to be able to do. I will never be perfect. I will never be able to do everything perfectly. And I won't always be able to say and do the right thing. But I am always trying, and I want you to always be encouraged to try. So again, if you need anything, please reach out. If you want to hear about anything, please reach out. If you have a question, ask me. But again, if it's for the BIP or any procedure that is in the BIP, please ask your behavior analyst and don't ask Ashley. But everything else is fair game, and if there's a question that I don't have the answer to, I will try to find it out. I will be your Google search engine. I will figure it out from hands-on experience from other people. And by golly, we will learn about things together. Does that sound good, my little behavior technicians? Because I hope so, because that's what's going to be happening. And we are going to be working on our self-growth together. You can't see it, but I'm doing a little heart with my hands. So if you liked Behavior Text Anonymous and you would like to be around for our next meeting, go ahead and subscribe. Share with your friends, like it, and if you are a behavior technician, I actually have a Facebook group called Behavior Techs Anonymous, and the group is only for behavior technicians or anybody else who would like to be considered a behavior technician. Behavior analysts are not allowed in the group, and this is just to give behavior technicians a sense of security. I don't want them to feel pressured that they can't share or say anything for the fear of getting in trouble. Um, that's not what I'm about. I'm never going to intentionally set you up for failure. So that'll be a fun little group just for us. Anybody else is welcome to follow me on Instagram and Reddit and wherever podcasts are listened to. And maybe even in the future, there will be some videos on TikTok. We will see how I feel about that. If you have anything that you want to share with me or anything you would like me to specifically talk about, you are more than welcome to email me at hello at behaviortechsanonymous.com. That's H-E-L-L-O 
at behaviortextanonymous.com and I will see what I can do for you. Thank you guys so much for coming to the Behavior Text Anonymous meeting. I really look forward to seeing you next time. Then make sure you reserve your spot. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for any extra content. Feel free to follow me on any social media platform, including Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and more. If you would like to share anonymous stories or have any other questions about being a behavior technician or the podcast or just ABA in general, please feel free to reach out to me at the email hello at behaviortextanonymous.com. Until then, I cannot wait to see you and your friends at our next meeting.